I feel like we need to have an it's our show first of all and then we need to have like a name be like hey everyone or hey hey trees no that's stupid hey are you cool cats and kittens no <laughs> Okay, welcome back to Tremendous, a podcast about plants. I'm Kat, your local plant lady. I'm Brady. I've been upgraded to co-host status. You've always been co-host. No, I've always been IT, but like this okay. time I actually planned some shit and have some talking points. Oh my God, I'm so excited. It's like my favorite topic ever. I don't think you're ready for, for what I've got here. Okay, okay, okay. What are we talking about today? What are we talking about today? Just <laughs> <laughs> take two. Yeah, that was take two. Uh, we're talking about fucking pumpkins. Oh my god, my white girl senses are tingling. And I think like gourds in general are mm-hmm. on the table, mm-hmm. but we're both just super excited about pumpkins. Yes. Did you know that the pumpkin spice latte is back? Oh hell yeah! I knew. It's early this year because everyone needed something positive. After all the negativity. Is it early? It's already September. Fall is like here in two weeks. It was here in August. Mm-hmm. I saw people talking about it. And I that's know. early. Honestly, Starbucks has me like by the by like the grip of my neck with that pumpkins. No, cold. No, what is it? The pumpkin Shit. cream cold brew. Yeah, that. It's so yeah, funny. because it's good. I ordered it three times already this week. And I'm like, it's starting to like hurt my stomach. So I have to like not drink it anymore but oh my god is it so good yeah you should probably take a break it's better than this pumpkin spice latte i'm just saying it's way better it's also probably like less sugary yeah it was so good i need to learn how to make it at home so i can stop buying it i'm sure you could go to the grocery store and get like a pumpkin creamer mm-hmm. like I, you can go to the grocery store and get a bailey's flavored creamer yeah with no alcohol in it so i'm sure there's a pumpkin one mm-hmm. should we get started We've already started. I know, but Let's like, keep it rolling. Let's go with pumpkin facts. Um, pumpkins are native to Central America and Mexico, but they can grow on six continents. Hang on a minute. I feel like we had like names for our sections and like intro music. I don't know. I feel like at like at one point on this podcast we had like a game show thing, and we spent weeks trying to come up with a name for it. Yeah. Do we not have like a fact? Catchy no, name? I don't think, we think so. Of one? Okay, shit. <laughs> we need one. This is like, part of it, the pre-planning. It's time for, it's time for uh, facty facts or something. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. like that one. No. <laughs> well, that's not a great example because I can't think of anything. This is this should be a part of the pre-podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to edit it out though. Okay. It's fun. Okay. I okay. also, I, I'm realizing that we together come up with like a rough outline of what we want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And then we go off and do our own independent research. And then we don't share the outline with each other. So like, I have no idea. I didn't know you were going to start with pumpkin facts, for example. Oh, I thought that was the first one. The origin of pumpkins. Is that facts? Well, it is a fact where they come from. <laughs> that's not what i mean okay oh i'm sorry should we restart it no way this is great content this is couples bickering yeah we'll we'll keep this going okay pumpkin facts hit me six continents huh wow that's wild which one is not which continent can't grow a pumpkin on it 
I think Antarctica is the obvious yeah, choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was I was worried that wasn't gonna be it. This is my favorite fact I found um through my pumpkin research. And it's not even about strictly pumpkins, but the largest pumpkin pie ever baked was in two thousand five and it weighed two thousand and twenty pounds. What was the diameter? Oh, I don't know. Cause like how do they bake that? Do they bake well, it over an open fire or a really large oven? Well, how do they make really large pizzas when they go for like world's largest pizza or like world's largest cookie? I don't know. I've never been to Italy. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think Italy's trying to make the world's largest pizza. They got a little, little too much respect for the pizza game to be doing shit like that. (laughs) I'm just curious if it was like, like a really wide pumpkin pie or like a deep dish style pumpkin pie. I think it was like eight feet deep or something. I bet it's wide and deep. Imagine the amount of whipped cream you need on the top. You would need all the whipped cream in Whatcom County. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next and fact. A pumpkin is a cultivar, cultivar of a winter squash that is round with smooth, slightly ribbed skin and is most often deep yellow to orange in color. So does that mean, this is probably a dumb question because you just said it, but pumpkin is a squash? Yes. Does that mean you could make pumpkin flavored spaghetti squash? Because uh, <laughs> I feel like I've had like some kind of like pumpkin ravioli before. That's that's actual pumpkin. Right. But like if you could make spaghetti squash out of a pumpkin, then you're you have another pumpkin flavored pasta. Oh, OK. You're wondering if there's a variety that's like stringy, like you do with spaghetti squash. Yeah, but like I wouldn't consider spaghetti squash stringy. Like you make it stringy when you scrape it out with a fork, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. So, I'm. Um, do you think that could work for pumpkins? I no. I think pumpkins are too mushy. That's why they make pie out of it. I mean, you make pie out of apples, but they're not mushy. True. So, honestly, do you remember a few years ago when eating spaghetti squash was like a really like a big trend with among like the fitness community? Was it really? Yeah, people. Everyone's like, "Oh, you gotta try spaghetti squash. It's like low calorie noodles. <laughs> it's pretty good, but I don't know. I don't want to say I. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's pretty good, but it's not that good. It's not pasta. It's really not. It becomes mush very quickly. Uh huh. And it's it's just it's so light and moist. Mm-hmm. That is not suitable. Like you just, you you can't fuck with pasta. Yeah, I know. You know, but uh, you know what I am going to do tonight for dinner? I have butternut squash and I'm going to oh. cut it up and make a butternut squash uh, pasta sauce. Oh, that's going to be so good. And I want to make pumpkin cookies tonight too. Cause like the sky is cloudy. It's cold and I'm ready. I'm realizing now that I said pumpkin ravioli and I absolutely meant butternut squash ravioli. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting his squashes mixed up already. But like on that topic, butternut squash ravioli is pretty great. Yeah, it is. I'm super excited. It's among my favorite raviolis. Ooh, we need to have a ravioli rating moment sometime. Are you, are, uh, yes. First of all, I'm in. But like, are we going to make raviolis? Are we going to go to like a, an Italian restaurant and be like, give me all your ravioli, please. We need to make a podcast. I want the ravioli. All of them. <laughs> Either way, we need to do it. Okay. Okay. So pumpkin, the pumpkin vine produces both male and female flowers. 
And that means that they need to be pollinated by a pollinator. Usually it's by bees. Um, Pumpkins have historically been pollinated by the native squash bee. I cannot pronounce it. I tried, and we're just not going to try to pronounce it. No, you got to hit us with it. (laughs) Okay. Pepinopis pruniosa. That's some some type of bee. It sounds scientific for sure. That's some type of native squash bee. Uh, But the bee has been in decline partially due to uh, pesticides killing them. And so, yeah, that's no good. I feel like all bees are in decline. I know. It's scary. Yeah. (laughs) And like they're supposed to be super good for the environment and the ecosystem. Uh, It's how we get our food. Literally. Like a plant produces the flower and... So with the pumpkin, there's a male flower and a female flower. So the bee goes in for the pollen to make the honey. But when it's going in for it, it's rubbing up against the reproductive parts of the flower. And then it will go. So it'll stop at one flower and then go to the next flower. But in that process, it's going between uh, male and female flowers. And then they get pollinated once the both pollens touch each other. And that's how they produce the fruit. And that's how it works for most fruiting things. So like most of our food. <laughs> Bullshit. So, yeah, so there used to be a native squash bee. So it's, like, completely gone? I don't think it's completely gone. It's just been in decline. Like, okay, like serious decline. Mm Mm-hmm. So does that mean if they ever go extinct, we just don't have pumpkins anymore? If all the bees left the planet, we'd have a lot of problems. Well, if all the bees, yes. But, like, if this specific squash bee died, would we have no more pumpkins? We would have to self-pollinate. Sometimes people take like little paintbrushes and they'll go mm. rub against the pollen and then they'll just go from flower to flower to pollinate them all so they can all produce fruit. Don't we do something like that with avocado? Oh, I have no idea. Like, I feel like I remember hearing or learning that avocados would have gone extinct if not for humans. Thank goodness. Like intervening. and Another just white girl to... favorite. <laughs> the avocado. Forced them into existence with sheer will. Yes. <laughs> Someone out there needs to fact check it, but I'm okay. pretty sure that's the case. Okay. Not us, but someone out there. <laughs> well, <laughs> we're trying to talk about pumpkins. I don't want you to hear my keyboard in the background. <laughs> it's very loud and he types very fast. We'll, we'll deep dive it after the episode. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So have you ever seen photos of um, like those pumpkin contests for the biggest pumpkin? Oh boy, have I? Yeah. So like, are you being... Don't be sarcastic. You know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't go looking for those photos, but I'm sure I've seen them. Yeah. So those are actually just large squashes. They're not like the classic like pumpkin. And they have they just have the pumpkin um, appearance and they grow to an exceptional size with the winning, um, the largest one weighing in at one ton. So like the largest one ever. Yeah. Was one ton. Yeah. How many, how many pounds is that? Isn't it like 2,000 pounds? Hey, Google, how many pounds is one ton? See? You heard that? Yeah. Wow, that was so quiet to me. <laughs> you get the noise-canceling headphones in. Oh, you're right, I do. <laughs> yeah, so that's that weighs as much as the pie. Were they produced by the same person? I know, I'm getting a little skeptical here, right? Yeah, I feel like this guy's fudging some numbers. <laughs> that's what i got for our basic pumpkin facts right now i love it (laughs) boom what do we got next you're gonna tell me the pros and cons of the pumpkin patch i'm really excited for this because i have opinions too god 
I forgot that. So, okay, I didn't forget that I was supposed to do this, but I did. <laughs> Don't laugh. Okay, I we wrote out an outline, and then yes. when we finished the section, we put little dots next to it, and Brady put a dot. So hit me with the pros and cons. I gave you a warning when I thought of including this in the podcast that it would be <laughs> very ch- childish. Oh, I know. I'm very excited. <laughs> hit me with the pro. <laughs> the first pro I have is that it's fun for the whole family. <laughs> You're very family oriented. This was very hard to research. So <laughs> the pros and cons are just things I thought of off the top of my head. Have you ever been to a pumpkin patch? Like two times. Oh my God. Our resources, I'm, I'm they're 20, so bad. 29 years old and I've been like two times and I'm pretty sure all the times I went were as like an elementary school field trip. Mm-hmm. I have been to like a Halloween corn maze that was yeah. at a pumpkin patch. Doesn't count. It doesn't really count. Also, the point of it was that it was like an alcoholic corn maze where the goal oh. is to find the beers throughout the maze and then get to the very end. Oh, interesting. So we were in a completely different mindset. Yeah, we're not thinking about the gourds in the field. No, definitely not. Um, well, so pumpkin patches in general, first no, row, fun I'm for the whole family. Okay, I got more. Okay. Okay. <laughs> My second pro. <laughs> it gets worse from here. <laughs> Okay, I'm just going to say the final two pros are that they're quaint and festive. Oh, my God. And then for cons, I just put down smelly. Oh, my goodness. He's never been to a real pumpkin patch, guys. But, okay. When I tried to actually do research for this, I came across an article that was titled, How Pumpkins Boost the Ugandan Economy. Oh. Right? So yeah. that's, like, full of pros. Uh, I, I didn't make notes from this but the short uh-huh. is that uh uh the reason they are able to boost the ugandan economy is that they can be grown all over the country yeah and they are often grown adjacent to other cash crops which mm-hmm. are crops that are like quickly and easily harvested and produce yeah. a large amount of re- uh, revenue mm-hmm. and it says since 2009 over 200 women and children have benefited from learning to cultivate pumpkins and for those people it has become their main source of income that's amazing. Yeah, right? That's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I feel like 200 is kind of a low number. Well, in my research, I learned that you can eat a lot, like most parts of the pumpkin. So you can eat the leaves. In some cultures, they will like stuff the leaves and cook them. You can eat the pumpkin itself, like the meat of the, of the pumpkin. And then you can also eat the seeds. So like, it's a very valuable crop. Yeah, it's like a full use uh-huh. crop, which I, uh, I believe is easy to grow. It's relatively easy, yeah. And like easy to to harvest and then sell. And like uh, I was doing a bit more research. Uh, Not a lot of sources for the pros and cons of pumpkin patches. Yeah, I can't imagine. But uh, apparently like most people who run pumpkin patches, that is their income for the entire year. Like they make Mm -hmm. enough in the one or two month season to live off of for the rest of the year, which I think is pretty amazing. It is. It is pretty cool. So I'm going to give the pros and cons of going to a pumpkin patch because I've been to a pumpkin patch almost every year of my life. And I feel like my resources are just a little bit better. Well, I'm a little (laughs) upset now that you haven't taken me to a pumpkin patch. Well, I have, it's not that I haven't tried. I think it is that you haven't tried. 
No, we always, it's always, well, okay, if we go to a pumpkin patch, it would have to be a Canadian one so that you could take the pumpkins home because you can't bring pumpkins across the border. But then how are you going to take the pumpkins home? See, this is the problem. Why don't we, why, why haven't we just gone to pumpkin patches on both sides of the border? I don't know what's the matter we with us. apple picking. That was You fun. didn't have a problem with that. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> this is just the best fall activity. But, okay, pro, the pumpkins. Okay, that's it. Next pro, <laughs> um, you can, if you're, if you're a white girl, this is your season to strut in fashion. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking brown knee-length boots, not knee-length, knee-high. <laughs> so, like, a, a step above Uggs. Yes, your your black le- leggings that probably are see through, <laughs> the biggest chunkiest sweater you can think of, has and to a, be flannel and a scarf. Okay. I've seen you in this exact look. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> the second, okay, third, third pro, apple cider, like dead stop. That's it. The hot apple cider, all the hot apple cider you want. That's not a pumpkin patch specific. Thing, yes, though. it is. Well, You're you not going you to the right get, pumpkin patch. You can't get apple cider outside of a pumpkin patch. I'm just saying it's a pro of pumpkin patches in general. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Next pro pumpkins of all sizes and shapes and colors. That is true. That I remember mm-hmm. from my uh, alcoholic corn maze. Oh, <laughs> Okay, I don't, for my cons, there are none, so. It's smelly. The end. It's not smelly. It is smelly. Well, to a little a little boy Brady knows, maybe, yes. To us, uh, we just know that as manure and compost. <laughs> yeah, it's smelly. <laughs> I have to tell a story just really quickly. When okay. I was a kid, we, uh, we went, I don't know if we went to Flagstaff. We went somewhere, okay, when I lived in Arizona, we went somewhere north where it's cold and where they could actually grow pumpkins, things like that. New Mexico. And no, definitely still in Arizona. Oh, okay. <laughs> and they, my parents said I could have any pumpkin I wanted, but I had to carry it back. And of course, as like a kid, you're like, I'm getting the biggest, best pumpkin. So I picked out my pumpkin and I'm carrying it. And Jesus, it was like half my weight. And you know, when you're like a kid, you can't carry as much. Like you're just not as strong. Yeah. So I just have this like vivid memory walking through the parking lot, carrying this giant pumpkin and like struggling. Like, oh my God, I'm going to drop this pumpkin and it's going to crack and happen. And then I'm going to get in trouble. I didn't drop it, but the memory has never left me. And did you get it home? Yeah, of course. And then did you carve it? Yes. Nice. Absolutely. Nice. I love it. So I think that was just, that just like makes me laugh. Like that's, I do love pumpkin patches, but that was my one bad pumpkin patch experience as a kid. Like, Is that what you think of when you think of pumpkin patches? Is that where like, your brain goes? No, it's not. I have a very positive view of pumpkin patches, but I can like feel the pain in my arms as oh, I'm no. carrying this pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I wish I had a fun pumpkin story. Well, well, maybe we can have a pumpkin patch story this year. I'd, with the way things are going. Probably not. I think we're going to have to go to our own pumpkin patches and FaceTime. I'll just buy them from work. We just got pumpkins in the other day and I bought four of them already. I mean, we did talk about each going to buy a pumpkin and then bringing it to the park for a date mm-hmm. and then carving them. It'd be messy, but it'd be fun. I will bring you apple cider too. So you understand. I've had apple cider. It's just, it's not a pumpkin patch thing. It is. Maybe not in Canada. I had apple cider at your house 
And it did not come from a pumpkin patch. (laughs) Okay, I want to know about the history of jack-o'-lanterns. Oh my goodness, you are in for a treat. I'm ready. So as I told you off podcast, I have three sections of research and it's kind of uh, messy, not the most organized. Let me hear uh, it. But I'm just going to bring you through it uh, one step at a time. Okay. So jack-o'-lanterns, the term jack-o'-lantern comes uh, from, I think it is an old English term, which is ignis fatues. Okay. which means foolish fire hmm. okay and this term was used to describe the visual phenomenon known as the will of the wisp which dates back to the 1600s okay are you familiar with the will of the wisp no have you seen brave no which is I th- i'm pretty sure you know this my favorite pixar movie yes and okay well I know, I'm horrible. <laughs> Getting married and you haven't even seen Brave. Okay, we'll make it happen before the marriage happens. We're going to have to, and you're going to have to love it. Okay, tell me about the Will of the Wisp. Am I saying that right? <laughs> you are saying that right. So I, I, I want to describe it in a way that will not spoil the movie Brave. Oh my but God. It's, just... it, it's, a, it's like a supernatural phenomenon. Mm-hmm. And what it is, it's like a floating, just like a little floating light uh, in the air. It's described as an atmospheric ghost light uh, uh-huh. seen by travelers at night. Oh. And it's used in Brave to lead uh, characters to where they need to go. Okay. But it is the phenomenon of the Will of the Wisp is known in English folk belief and much of European folklore um, by a variety of names. One of them was Jack-O-Lantern. Oh. Um, it was also known as Friar's Lantern, Hinky Punk, and mm-hmm. Hobby Lantern. And in the folklore, it was it has been said to mislead travelers by resembling a flickering lamp or lanterns. Okay, so okay. I follow. So that's, that's where the terminology comes from. It's a flickering lamp. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, getting into jack o' lanterns, I have learned that gourds were one of the earliest plant species farmed by humans, dating back to ten thousand years ago. Wow! Right? Mm-hmm. That's pretty crazy. Um, Gourds are hardy. They sure are. <laughs> <laughs> they were used by the Maori people uh, okay. who are indigenous to New Zealand. Okay. Um, and they were used uh, by them to carve into lanterns mm-hmm. about 700 years ago. Okay. And I didn't look up what the word is, and I should have. I realize that now. But the Maori word for gourd describes a lampshade as well. Oh, interesting. Which I think is pretty wild that you have these different groups of people all over the planet that Dude. have like consistent naming for this yeah, this thing and this phenomenon. It makes sense. But also, it's like it's still astonishing. It's, it's wild, right? Yeah. So the carving of jack-o'-lanterns at Halloween is a tradition that began in Ireland in the 19th century. Okay. So we have the Irish to thank. Mm-hmm. They also used uh, turnips that were hollowed out to act as lanterns and often carved with grotesque faces. Oh, that would be really hard. Like turnips are really turnips hard. Are, and they're small, right? Yeah. It's like, kind of like a shrunken head thing. You know, like if you carve like a, an apple and it like shrinks. Maybe that's why they carve grotesque faces. Maybe. It's yeah. like a, like, cause natural or shrunken heads are like a superstition type thing, right? Kind of oh, like I'm, voodoo dolls. Oh, I have no idea. It just makes me think of Harry Potter. <laughs> the night bus? 
Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking too. Or my one time my dad carved like an apple like that. And every day we just look at it to see how much it just like encased on itself. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a superstition thing. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So we got the Irish carving the pumpkins. Is this where the faces come into play? Uh, yes, it is. So Halloween in Ireland uh, in the 19th century was the festival of Sawain. And was a, uh, it was seen as a time when supernatural beings and the souls of the dead walked the earth. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So on Halloween in 1835, I think is the oldest uh, like recorded mention of the name. But mm-hmm. the Dublin Penny Journal published a long story on the legend of the jack-o'-lantern. Oh. And that's kind of when the term started being used or Not at least ready. being recorded. Yeah. Um. And in 1837, the Limerick Chronicle referred to a local pub holding a carved gourd competition and presenting a prize to the best crown of Jack McLantern. What was the name of that newspaper? The Limerick Chronicle. Honestly, I'm obsessed with that. That's that a is, great name, right? It is. I love oh, that. wow. I'm ready for spooky season. This is interesting. Yeah. And then the tradition of it uh, was brought to the United States by Irish immigrants. Cool. And then my final piece of uh, history on it is on the American side, uh, which was in the United States, the carved pumpkin was first associated with the harvest season in general, long Uh before it became a symbol of Halloween. Oh, interesting. You know, it's funny because I I forgot when you mentioned Halloween, I was like, oh, yeah, that's why. (laughs) I forgot that there. Go ahead. I'm embarrassed that it took me to doing this research before realizing that Halloween is... Like, if you look at the way it's spelled properly, mm-hmm. with the apostrophe in between the two E's, is a very Irish word. Oh, I didn't know that. And, like, just jack-o'-lantern is, mm-hmm. and like, a, tr- a traditional Irish-sounding name. Yeah, it is. Yeah, So, like, sure. when, I, when I was doing this research, I was like, oh, it's Irish. That's pretty crazy. And then <laughs> I was like, oh, it's Irish. That's pretty obvious. It's pretty logical. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Do you do you usually carve pumpkins for Halloween or do you even like As a kid we did every year. Yeah. But I I don't think I've carved one since I became an adult. Wow, sad. Play sad music. <laughs> <laughs> I think I carve one every year. I just I can't not when I see them. I just like I like I got to get inside that pumpkin. I'm, I think we had plans to carve one last year. Yeah, I think so too. And just couldn't for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I hate when you like carve your pumpkin early and then it gets really disgusting by the time it's Halloween. Yeah, you basically have to do it like a day or two before Halloween. Right. Also, like I live in an apartment and I can't mm-hmm. put it in the hallway. You put it on your porch and then go onto the street and light it. Or- oh, and like attract all the flies. Yes, exactly. No, no thank you. <laughs> okay is that all the history you have for jack-o'-lanterns i have one minor little factoid i don't know if it's specifically jack-o'-lanterns but have you heard of the short story the legend of sleepy hollow no i'm surprised i've heard of it but i haven't like i don't know anything about it you're like aware of sleepy hollow as a as a a a term that you've heard i've heard of it i don't know anything about it I don't know much about it either. I'm pretty sure there's some movies. Yeah. Um, but there's a short story. But the short story is often told or often presents the character of, 
mm-hmm. who has a pumpkin or jack-o'-lantern in place of a severed head. Yeah. Which is definitely imagery that I've seen. Definitely very Harry Potter-esque, too. Is it, though? I don't know why I'm so, like, on this train of, like, fall means Harry Potter time. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting as someone who has not read Harry Potter. Um, that is false. I have not finished book five. That's it. Have you read the subsequent books? No. So you're someone who hasn't I'm, read Harry Potter. I'm working on it. <laughs> Out of curiosity, because I'm not sure off the top of my head, how long mm-hmm. have you been working on it? Uh, the series or book five? You know, both. Why not? I don't know. When did you start reading it? And we'll know. <laughs> I could look up when I started reading it because it coincides with me buying a Kindle. Yeah, I think it was. I was in Florida. No, I wasn't. I had just left Florida. So that would have been February, March, April. So we started reading Harry Potter in April. Yes. And I no, think it would I... have been, it would have been, oh, this isn't good for my case, but it would have been later than April. <laughs> that's better for your case. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. It would have been worse for your case if it was earlier. <laughs> okay, let's say we started reading in May. Mm-hmm. Which is actually when we uh, had our first border date. Not at the Peace Arch. Yeah. Um, but at the other... The ditch. <laughs> the fucking ditch. Yeah, that's like a sad way to describe it, but that's literally what it is. Yeah. Um, but I had the Kindle when we were there and we talked about it. Oh, that's right. And Do I you... think that was May. Yeah. Do you know that they put um, a, a fence along the ditch now? Yeah. That's pretty sad. Yeah. I'm, yeah. But this is about pumpkins. I would have been a lot more sad if that was our only date spot. Yeah, that would, that's true. That's Thankfully, true. we've graduated to better places. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but the point of that was, we okay, let's say we started reading Harry Potter in May. Yeah. I finished reading Harry Potter in June, I think. Ooh, whoop-de-doo. And, you know, not that it's a competition, but it was your idea to have this read-along. Yeah, I know. Me, Brady, and my younger brother, Nate, decided that we were all going to read the Harry Potter series together. And I thought we could have like a cute Harry Potter park day and we could just talk about our favorite characters. And then Nate and Brady freaking zoomed past me and just demolished the books. And now I'm left in the dust. Well, we were talking about Harry Potter. We had a group chat going. I know. And then you just kept getting sad that we were done reading. It makes me want a pumpkin pasty. Oh, why doesn't it make you want to read Harry Potter? <laughs> I'll finish it before Halloween's over. Okay, I'm charging my Kindle, so I'm going to start reading and see how far I get before <laughs> Halloween. I don't like this. <laughs> I'm a, I'm, I, I do like this because it'll be funny to roast you. Mm-hmm. But also, they're fun books, and I enjoyed reading them. They're pretty good. And I think you will, too, if you keep Finish reading. them? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, quickly, tell me your favorite Harry Potter character, and then we're going to move on. Oh, Jesus, this is so hard, but probably Luna. Luna? Yeah. Oh, I do. I like the name Luna, and I do like her character a lot. She's great. She's pretty funny. I think my second choice, I don't know, for some reason, I always like Neville. Oh, the secret hero. I got it. Okay, do you want to know? What's yours? No, I don't know yet. I haven't finished the series. Oh, that's bullshit. You've watched the movies. It's not the same. I know it's not the same, but you know the characters. Um, I don't know who my favorite character is. I really like Snape. 
I think he's so funny. I fucking hate Snape. He's so funny. <laughs> he's such a whiny little bitch. I love him so much. Oh, God, it's been so long since I read that I can't think of all the characters. <laughs> <laughs> I also... Uh, no, I... <laughs> I love Percy. He is such a bitch. It's Percy so, Weasley? So funny. <laughs> is, he's the one that works for the Ministry of Magic, yeah. right? Yeah. Who, who becomes, like, on the outs with his family. Yeah. Yeah. Oh I God. wish that was in the movies. Me too. He is such a bitch. <laughs> it's true. He's so rude. It's so funny. <laughs> you know who's good is Bill Weasley. Oh, yes. Yes. He marries Fleur. Mm-hmm. Which may be a spoiler. Yeah, I didn't I don't know think that. it appears in the movies. <laughs> Definitely does not. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all good. Oh, my goodness. We need to have a Harry Potter episode. We, we Once have you a, finish reading. Yes, what we will. Also, I want to design a Harry Potter garden, but that's another a okay. whole other thing. One more besides the point thing. There's okay. like a Harry Potter botany book. What? So we could like have an on-brand Harry Potter episode about the plants and yeah, fauna no, and Harry Potter. That's why I want to design a garden based on the plants in Harry Potter. I think it'd be really fun. But also, I'm not good at illustrating on the iPad yet, so it's going to take me just a while. Practice, girl, I just know. practice. I know, I know. Okay, do you want to know how to grow pumpkins? I would love to. Well, I I have personal experience growing pumpkins, but I haven't grown my own pumpkin. It's been a combined effort. But That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. To grow pumpkins, you need full sun and lots of space. And apparently pumpkins are greedy feeders. So you need to plant them in rich soil that is well draining and not too soggy. You're going to want to mix a lot of compost and manure into the planting site before you plant your seeds or the transplants. So something I've learned from this podcast doing this podcast with you is that yeah. there are i can't remember the exact terms but like biodiversity or like growing zones and like every region mm-hmm. of the continent has its own zone yep. or is like a part of a zone yes can pumpkins be grown in any zone i would no. assume they can if there's six continents they can't be grown in antarctica i don't okay. know what zone that not, is not many things can be grown in that's true a, a frozen desert I don't know what zones pumpkins are, but we live in so- somewhere between zone six and seven. Right. And obviously they can be grown in yes. our zone. Yeah. So I think maybe anything higher than us might be a little too cold, but also maybe. Okay. Yeah. Well, the major- majority of you listening out there can grow your uh-huh. own pumpkins. Yeah. No, it's been fun. So we have, I keep saying we, but my roommates who put in hey, all hey, hey, hey. Yeah. We we talked about this last week. You are captain of the team. <gasps> captain of the team. Okay. You need to accept it. My team. No. There you <laughs> go. There you go. Worse. No. No, it's better. You cannot subtract yourself from the equation. I am I, sick of you undermining yourself. No, I'm not trying okay? to take- I am fired up over this. Oh my goodness. Okay, so my roommates built a new garden bed last fall. And to build up the soil, we did lots of compost. Oh, no. And yeah, I didn't do anything with this. So this is not my project, but I just. No, no, no. Your audio completely cut out. <gasps> oh, no. It, it's back now. It's working. But you were like, we we uh, did a, a garden bed last year. And 
and it was just silent. Oh my goodness. And then I said, oh no, and you came back. So you'll have to say that again. Okay, so they built a new garden bed in our yard, which is in our front yard, and it's full sun. And for the fall, instead of planting like a cover crop or planting something to harvest or whatever, they worked on just building up the soil. So that means just adding manures and then like types of composting materials. We layered it with cardboard. It's all the good stuff that breaks down. And in November, our pumpkins were obviously sitting on the porch rotting from when we carved them. And we're like, well, just throw the pumpkins in the new bed because they're going to compost down and it'll be fine. So we did that, and guess who has a surprise pumpkin patch this year? Oh, pick me, pick me. Oh, you. Yes, sir. Brady. Is it you, Catherine? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I fucking knew it. Our yard is full of pumpkin um, pumpkin vines. They're just so aggressive. Their leaves are so big, and there's so many of them because of all the seeds and the pumpkins that composted from the year before. I just think it's really fun. So is it just one seed turns into a new pumpkin? One seed can turn into a new vine, which can produce multiple pumpkins. Okay. So there's conservative estimate, 150 seeds per pumpkin. Yeah. Not, so, not all of them sprouted. Some of them just composted back into the dirt, but a lot of them sprouted enough to they, clear out you everything. You could start a pumpkin patch. Yeah, we could sell our pumpkins. <laughs> you could. You should. We're not going to because we're very excited about them. I almost gave one away the other day, but but okay. How many? How many do you have? Okay, yesterday I saw five orange ones, and you have to know how big our yard is to know that that's a lot of space. But mm -hmm. my roommate told me that there's probably about ten total pumpkins in there. What are you going to do with ten pumpkins? Um, put them on the porch, <laughs> and decorate with them. Or s do that with three. And sell the rest? Well, there's four roommates here, and we all need to carve at least one pumpkin. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So, And then I guess you got to make your pies. Exactly. So, yeah, they just kind of do what they want. You know, you're, when your, pump, you know your pumpkin is ready when you flick it with your finger, and uh, the rind is hard, and, this, and it sounds hollow. Sleepy hollow. No. <laughs> Just hollow inside. Oh, okay. And then if you press your nail into the pumpkin skin, if it resists the puncture, it's ripe. So that's how you know when it's time to harvest. Will you destroy it if you puncture it with your nail because yes. it isn't ripe? Good, okay. Good so observation. Yeah, I know. I was like, that's a horrible test because like if you puncture it, then like water and bugs can get into it to destroy mm -hmm. it. So I wouldn't do that. I would just do the knocking test. And just if it sounds sleepy hollow. Yeah. And I also learned that to slow decay, leave an inch or two of the stem on the pumpkin when harvesting them. Oh, okay. Which is like when I buy pumpkins, looking for the perfect stem is so important to me. But I didn't realize that was yeah. not just it like needs, a visual thing. It's like just a little arc. Yeah. It's like, it's. I used to think, oh, it's just for visuals. That's why they leave it on. But that actually just helps extend the life of the pumpkin. You also need the stem to remove the lid for your jack-o'-lantern. Yeah, well, I mean, like, you could have a really stumpy stem and it'd still be fine. But I like one that still has, like, leaves on it. <laughs> well, when your your hands are slimy from pumpkin guts, mm -hmm. you need more than a little stem to get that lid on and off. Right. Let, let me tell you from experience. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you haven't carved a pumpkin in years, we found out today. I Yes, that doesn't mean I don't have experience. Okay, and so if you're harvesting your pumpkins, they should be cured in the sun for about a week to toughen the skin and then stored in a cool, dry 
like basement or root cellar that stays around 55 degrees temperature wise. What is that in Celsius? Oh, ah, Google it. I'll Google it. Hey, Google, what is 55 Fahrenheit in Celsius? 55 degrees Fahrenheit is 12.778 degrees Celsius. Did you hear that? No, what is it? 12.77 degrees Celsius. That's cold. That is chilly. Yeah, so that's what you... That's, that's the kind of weather I want year-round. I know. It, that's what it takes to keep your pumpkin fresh. So do you have somewhere that's that cold that you can put them? I could keep them in like our basement or our garage. But we're just going to keep them on the vine till we're ready to harvest and then it'll I've be been fine. in your basement. It doesn't get that cold. Yes, it does. You wouldn't know. You, you haven't been here in a while. The, the ecosystem is the same. <laughs> I guess. The first time I was there was in October. <laughs> it wasn't that cold in the basement. <gasps> oh, goodness. So I said I was going to talk about gourds, but I decided not to. Sorry. Wow, just fuck the gourds. I know. They're just like, gourds are so cute. I already have a couple that I bought from work the other day because they're just so cute and like funky and I like to put them everywhere. They also like last. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they forever. do. I know. Like I used to have gourds that I put out on the dining table around Halloween, but they yeah. were the same ones every year. I never had to buy new ones. What? Yeah. They literally lasted multiple years. Are you sure they weren't plastic? I'm 100% sure. That's crazy. This re- I, I thought that was natural. This really makes me want pumpkin pie. Oh, I would love a pumpkin pie. It would destroy my diet, but I want one. <laughs> <laughs> so can you guess the weight? I weighed all the pumpkins in the yard, and can you guess the weight? You? How many did you weigh? I weighed one. <laughs> Oh, you just said you weighed all the pumpkins. I know, I weighed the biggest one. I'm sorry. Okay, just the biggest one? Yep. And am I guess? Okay, well, that gets rid of other questions I had, like, am I guessing the combined weight? Um, No, just the weight of the largest orangest pumpkin in the yard. In pounds, I'm assuming, because you don't understand grams. Correct. Can you give me an approximate size? I'm going to show you over chat, okay? Oh, God. So, like, this, okay. the size of, a, like, a beach ball. Okay, okay, that's... Oh, Jesus. Uh, 35 pounds? Is that your final answer? I have nothing else to go on, so yes. <laughs> well, the answer is, I don't know, because the pumpkin was too heavy to measure on my scale. What the fuck? <laughs> you no, I actually went out into the yard and took my little kitchen scale out there, the one that I use for like. Why didn't you bring your body scale? Oh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I forgot I had that. <laughs> I'm going to estimate it's about like 20 pounds. No, you need to go out there right now. Oh, my goodness. We'll put the show on hold. Oh, my goodness. No, I don't want to look like a stupid, crazy person in the yard. Nope. Go, go out there. I want, I, we, I've guessed and we need a scientific answer. Okay. It's going to take me a minute or two. Okay. You can bring the iPad with you if you want to keep talking. I can't because I got to do the scale part and hold the pumpkin. Okay. So I got to leave. I'll, I'll sit here. Okay. Just wait, We'll be guys. right back, everybody. Okay, I'm back. <laughs>
Oh, I hear you. How'd it go? Uh, it was embarrassing. <laughs> oh, no. I took my scale out there. And yeah. the biggest pumpkin is the one that's in the center of the patch because it was the first pumpkin to come on in the season. So it's like mm-hmm. right next to the vine. And I couldn't get it to register because I couldn't squish the vines of the pumpkin or it would like and it couldn't squish the vines because then it would kill the pumpkin vine. So I couldn't get the biggest one to register. So I found the second biggest one, which is more like this size. And it was 11 and a half pounds. So based on that, what do you reckon the biggest one would be? Probably somewhere between 15 and 17 pounds. Fuck. Because it's more like it's about an inch or two more in diameter. Okay. Well, I was way off with 35. Also, I saw all the pumpkins my roommate was talking about. I don't know why I didn't see them yesterday, but there's so many. Yeah. Are you even more excited now? Honestly, yeah. I love pumpkins. It just falls such a good time. Falls when I got to know you as a person. And like, it's pumpkin. Oh, don't. Now we're going to start crying on the Apple cider. Yeah. I made Brady go apple picking together. Like, hang on a second. Yeah. I would not say that you made me. And I'm not even certain it was your idea. Of course it was my idea. <laughs> Based on what? I know where the apple farm is. Okay, that is strong evidence. It's all just, just like so fun to like pick your own produce and things like that. And I thought it'd be kind of fun because you're like a little city boy. And I'm like a little country girl. Do you reckon that you could use these pumpkins to make your own... Uh, pumpkin spice latte or pumpkin cream cold brew no because the pumpkin that they use for like that type of thing is a different type of pumpkin than the pumpkin that we carve so like oh the one that we use that we eat like that is like but the thing it's called a sweet meat or a, a pie pumpkin mm-hmm. and they're like smaller they're denser they don't have the hollowness of a carving pumpkin so there is quite a few variations in pumpkins that you use for different things okay but yeah. So I look like an idiot in my driveway weighing pumpkins. <laughs> I wish I could have seen it. Oh, it was so funny. That's all I got on pumpkins, man. I mean, you have more than I had as per usual. That's all good. You bring the knowledge to this show. You bring the technical skills, man. Yeah. I tried to bring some knowledge this week and what I ended up with is pumpkin. <laughs> It was a bold statement for someone who hasn't been to many pumpkin patches. <laughs> I stand by it. So funny. I want to, you know what I was thinking? So like the next, the next episode, I think we should either. Okay. So I want Bailey to come on okay. and talk, but she's very knowledgeable in trees. Yeah. So like, oh, we should talk about trees, but she's also a huge Hamilton fan. Oh, and I want to have our Hamilton song battle. We're not singing. We're going to just battle out on what we think the best Hamilton song is. That could be like a mini bonus episode. I think it's going to be, I have to be really long. <laughs> okay. That could be a regular bonus episode. Right. I just think it would be both fun. So have we just teased a guest for the next episode? Our first guest. Oh, I hope so. I'll have to, we'll have to hook up and like make, make it happen. We'll have to pick a time in the day. We have just barely figured out how to get us recording remotely. I know we could have so many different guests on. It'd be so good. Hopefully the next time we record, you'll have the microphone. Oh, I hopefully. Do need a... When will you give it to me? 
when we're at the park. Oh, yeah, that's right. Me and Brady are meeting next week at the park. Reminds me, I need to book it off, and I'm not sure we should keep this in the episode because people I work with listen to it. Let's cut it. But, yeah, I was going to say, let's wrap it up. I'm going to say thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in. Should we, if we're going to tease a guest, should we tease what her profession is? No. Yes, we should, but not give it away because... My best friend is smart. (laughs) (laughs) Can we say, uh, rather than saying what she does, can we say where she works? No, we got to keep it private. This is is like clickbaity. I know. I just have to tune in next week to find out. I I don't like this decision that we have definitely not made together. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. It's going to be a good time. All I'm saying is she works for somewhere very on brand for Tremendous. Yeah, we're very proud. Yes, we collectively are proud of your best friend who I've known for a very short amount of time. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) Okay, well, thanks for listening. This is fun. This I I think this went much smoother than the last one we tried to do. Yeah, We can see each other this time. I know, You're looking great, baby. You look good. Thank you, looking good too. (laughs) Remember to rate, comment, subscribe. Tell us if you think our podcast sucks. We want to hear it. I forgot that we're those people now. We're always going to be those people. All right. (laughs) Okay. Cue the outro music. Sounds like a plan. Bye, everybody. (laughs) We'll we'll redo that so that we don't talk over each other. Ready? Okay. Steady. Bye, everybody. Oh, am I supposed to say something? (laughs) I'm sorry. That is a great place to end it. (laughs) Uh, Okay, bye.